Welcome to the Kindred Church Podcast, where we talk about God, faith, and real life. This is Daniel Childs. I'm the host of the podcast and the pastor of Kindred Church. To learn more about how to connect with our community, check out our website at www.kindrednc.church. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. We're glad you've tuned in for today's episode. Now, let's talk about God. Well, last summer, I know many of us stayed pretty close to home due to to COVID. And so it's been a lot of fun this summer to see everybody getting out, going on vacation to to some different places. Many of you have been going on vacation. I've seen on on social media, many of you have told me that you're going on road trips this summer. And I've seen some some pictures of some road trips on social media. Uh, And all of that has got me thinking about how road trips can be so formational and and even transformational in different ways. Uh, Back when I was a senior in high school, my best friend and I decided to, to go on a little road trip. Uh, It wasn't too far, but we went over to the Smoky Mountains to to do some camping for a a few days. And as we were driving back at the end of the trip, there was this this pivotal moment. Uh, I was the one doing the the driving and my friend was in the passenger seat and and he had fallen asleep. And so it was really, really quiet. Uh, It was just the, the noise of the engine, the noise of the road. And in that stillness, in that quietness, my mind began to wonder this big decision that I needed to make. I was a senior in high school, and so the big decision on my mind was, which college am I going to go to? And I was fortunate that I had a, a couple of choices, and, and I was kind of torn between these two, and I wasn't sure which one was the best fit for me. And for the last several months, I had been kind of going back and forth. And I don't know, something about being away from home, uh, something about being out on the, the open road, suddenly I just I had this sense of clarity about this decision that I hadn't had before. And somewhere along that stretch of I-40 between Hickory and and Winston-Salem, if you know that that part of I-40, somewhere in there is where I finally decided that NC State is where I was going to go to college. Now, do I sometimes regret that during basketball season? Maybe, sometimes. But in all seriousness, if I hadn't made that decision, I likely wouldn't have met my wife because we ended up meeting at, at NC State, which means my kids wouldn't exist. And so my life would look different. Uh, I would probably be a, a different kind of person uh, t- to some extent um, if I hadn't made that d- decision. And so that, that trip where I made the decision, that, that trip became transformational in, in my life in ways that I never could have even imagined at the time. Uh, there, there is something about road trips that, that can give us new perspective in powerful ways. It can change our lives even. And I think that's why there are so many road trips in Scripture. Have you ever noticed that? I mean, throughout the Bible, uh, God is, is constantly calling people to, to come over here. God is constantly sending people to, to go over there. Uh, and Jesus, when he's calling his very first disciples, do you remember this? Jesus goes up to these two random fishermen. We're not even sure if Jesus even met these guys before. And he just walks up to them and he says two words. He says, follow me, follow me. And I would have had some questions like, follow you where, Jesus? Where where are we going? Where where are you going to take us? But nevertheless, they they go and they discover that that being a disciple essentially just means road tripping around with Jesus. That They road trip all over Israel for like three years. And then after Jesus' death and and resurrection, uh, does Jesus give them a break from all of this traveling? Does Jesus send them home to to get some rest? No. Uh, Jesus says, guys, we've been road tripping around Israel for three years. Now it's time to go all the way to the ends of the earth. More journeys, more traveling. And all of this just kind of begs the, the question of why is God so into all of these road trips? Why is God so into all of these road trips? 
Well, I think at least part of the reason is that God is in the business of change. Uh, God is in the business of transformation. God wants to change us and, and our lives in different ways. God wants to transform this world in different ways. And to help make that happen, God just likes to get people out away from home. God likes to get people away from what's familiar. God likes to get people out on the open road because there is something about going on a journey that opens us up to, to new perspectives. It can help us see things in new ways. It can be transformational. Well, all of that to say, all of that to say, we are starting a new sermon series today that is called Road Trip, Choosing the Way of Change. In the coming weeks, we're going to be following along with one of the most influential journey stories in the entire Bible, the Old Testament story of the Exodus. Now, the word Exodus, uh, the word Exodus literally means the road out. The road out, but we could paraphrase that as the road trip. And in the coming weeks, we're going to spend uh, this this road trip traveling with God. And along the way, we're going to get some helpful insights about how we can better navigate change in our own lives and how we can more faithfully embrace the kinds of changes that God is calling us to make uh, within ourselves and and within our world. Now, I think this this topic of change is especially relevant to us right now because I know that uh, for most of us, that the past year and a half have caused more change in our lives than we know what to do with. Our, our daily routines have been changed. Our family rhythms have been changed. The way many of us do our jobs has changed. Even the way that some of us do our grocery shopping has changed. We, we, we may be thinking, look, you know, I, I've got all the change I can handle. I'm not looking for any more change. I'm really just trying to, to catch my breath. And if that's how you feel right now, I'm right there with you. We're in this time of so much uncertainty and and disruption. And in that context, it's really easy for us to want to avoid any more change. We want peace. Uh, We want calm. We want stability. Maybe you tuned in to to watch church this morning to to find a bit more peace and calm and stability in, in your life. And Jesus can absolutely give us those things in his own way. But what I want to talk about today is that as followers of Jesus, we can never forget that part of our calling is to embrace change and and not to run away uh, from it. Um, Because the truth is, there are parts of our lives that do need to change, right? And there are certainly parts of this world that need to to change. We can all agree with that. And and it's kind of ironic, but, but true peace and the kind of peace that we crave, we find that as we embrace the the kinds of changes that God is calling us to make. I think the story of Moses is so helpful here because in in many ways, as we're going to see, Moses is a lot like you and me. He wanted calm and stability and peace in his life. He wasn't looking to make any major changes. He wasn't looking to go on any transformational road trips. And yet, God called him anyway. And the reason that we're still talking about Moses some 3,000 plus years later is because Moses embraced God's calling and he decided to choose the way of change. Now, some of you may be familiar with uh, the story of Moses, but we first meet Moses as a baby. And this is right at the beginning of the Old Testament book called Exodus um, in the the Old Testament. Um, And Moses is born into a really bad situation. 
uh, Moses is born into slavery. He's an Israelite. And at this time, the Israelites were slaves in Egypt. They worked for Pharaoh, who was the king of Egypt. And their job as slaves was to make bricks and to build monuments for Pharaoh. They also had to build temples to gods that they didn't even believe in. And the whole time they're doing this, Pharaoh is treating them brutally. About the time that Moses is born, um, Pharaoh is worrying that the the population of the Israelites is growing too fast. He worries there's going to be a slave uprising. And if that happens, the Israelites might actually outnumber the Egyptians. He doesn't want that to happen. So Pharaoh decrees that all new newborn male Israelite babies, uh, they all had to be thrown into the Nile River and drowned. I mean, brutal, like, like I say. Well, to make a a very long story short, uh, baby Moses is born, and he is put into the Nile, but miraculously, he gets saved. And through a a strange turn of events, Moses ends up being adopted by Pharaoh's own daughter, and he ends up being raised within the royal household as this adopted prince of Israel. Egypt. Well, as Moses gets older, he discovers that he's a little bit different than all of his other family members, and and he realizes he's adopted. He realizes at a certain point that that he himself is an Israelite. And one day, as he's gotten older, Moses is out and about. He's, He's taking a walk. And as he's walking along, he happens upon this scene where there's this Egyptian slave master, and he is just brutally beating this Israelite slave, trying to make him work harder, just mercilessly. And Moses sees this, and in this moment, he identifies with his fellow Israelite. And he gets so angry watching this that Moses goes over to confront the Egyptian slave master, and Moses ends up murdering him. Well, Moses kind of freaks out after that, and he buries the body, and and he thinks and he he hopes that that no one's going to find out about this this murder, Uh, but, but word gets out. And eventually word gets back to Pharaoh himself. And Pharaoh is so upset that Moses has murdered an Egyptian that Pharaoh tries to have Moses killed. And so Moses ends up fleeing Egypt for his life. And as he runs away from Egypt, Moses thinks, I am never, ever going back there. Uh, Little did he know. Well, after all of that drama and all of those tumultuous experiences in Egypt, Moses decides he's going to settle down into a nice, calm, stable, peaceful kind of life. Moses ends up in this place called Midian, and he builds a very happy life there. Moses gets married. He has a son. Moses gets a, a job as a shepherd, you know, very stable work, peaceful, get to be outdoors, you know, out and out and about. Um, Moses lives with his in-laws, so it wasn't perfect. Um, that's, that's just a joke. Um, but he actually got along very well with his father-in-law. So even that was a, a good situation for, for Moses. All in all, Moses had a, a nice, quiet life. But, but as it turns out, God actually had more in store for Moses than just a nice, peaceful, quiet life. God had a higher purpose for Moses than that because back in Egypt, things were not okay. And just like in each of our lives and just like in our world, something needed to change. And God decided to call Moses to be the one to go and lead that change. Uh, one day Moses is out and about, he's doing his shepherding thing, he's out grazing his, his flocks, minding his own business, and suddenly out of the corner of his eye, Moses sees this bush. And this bush 
is on fire. That's kind of strange. So Moses takes a closer look, and as he looks closer, he sees something even more strange, that the fire is not consuming the bush. Like, there's no smoke, there's no ashes or, or anything. It's almost like the fire is just, like, hovering on top of, of this bush. Weird. So Moses starts to, to walk a little closer to see what's going on. And as Moses is walking up, suddenly, out of nowhere, the voice of God calls out to Moses by name. God says, Moses, Moses. And Moses is like, what? And, and God says, take your shoes off. And Moses is like, what? Why? why? And God says, just, just do it. And, and Moses is getting kind of freaked out now. And, and this is an interesting detail in the text. It says, Moses hides his face from God. Uh, how many of us know what it's like to, to kind of hide our face from God, when we're a little bit nervous that God is going to ask us to do something that, that we'd really rather not do. You know, maybe if I don't look, God will leave me alone and I can just go about my, my business. That's, that's kind of what Moses was thinking here. But even though Moses hides his face, God doesn't leave him alone because, as I said, back in Egypt, things are not right and something needs to change. Uh, this is Exodus chapter 3, verses 7 and, and 8. It says, Then the Lord said, talking to Moses, I've clearly seen my people oppressed in Egypt. I've heard their cry of injustice because of their slave masters. I know about their pain, and I've come down to rescue them from the Egyptians in order to take them out of that land and to lead them, to bring them to a good and broad land, a land that is full of milk and honey. God is saying here, understand, I'm a God who will not tolerate injustice. I'm a God who is not okay with pain and suffering and oppression. Something needs to change here, God says. So I'm going to rescue my people, the Israelites, and I'm going to change their status so that they're no longer slaves. I'm going to change their identity as a people, God says, and I'm going to change their location by giving them a new land to call home. And to bring about all of that change, God says, to bring about all of that change, I'm going to take them on a road trip. A road trip. Well, Moses is standing there listening to all this, thinking, okay, God, you know, all this sounds great. No skin off my nose. I already left Egypt. I'm doing fine right here. So you go do your thing, God. And then God says this to Moses. This is Exodus 3.10. God says, so you, Moses, Get going. I love that. Get going. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. In other words, God is saying, Moses, I'm putting you in charge of leading the Israelites on this journey of change. And then Moses says what you or I would say. He says, but God, uh, but, but, but God, who am I? Who am I to, to go to, to Pharaoh and to bring the Israelites out of Egypt? M M Moses is saying, this seems like a lot, Lord. And, uh, you know, I don't really feel equipped for this, nor do I even really feel called to, to this. You know, I'm, I'm pretty happy right here, not looking to make any major changes. And then God and Moses go back and forth about it. They have this, this argument. And Moses raises all of these objections. Why? Because he recognizes, just like us, that change, uh, changing his own life, changing the, the world, that is hard work. And, and, you know, that can be uncomfortable. That can involve a, a lot of uncertainty. And just like us, Moses would rather have calm and peace and, and certainty in his life. But for Moses and for us, God has a higher purpose. And God has a higher calling. God wants us to embrace change so that we can be better 
and so that we can help to make the world better. And so ultimately, and somewhat reluctantly, uh, Moses finally agrees to step up and to answer God's call. And the reason Moses agrees, ultimately, is because of God's promise. Did you hear this? In the text, God says to Moses, I will be with you. I will be with you. And you know, God makes that same promise to you and to me as well. As we choose the way of change, we are never traveling alone. And we can trust that God is going to keep working within us, and God is going to keep working through us at every step along that journey. Well, in the weeks ahead, uh, we are going to be following along with Moses and the Israelites, and we're going to see all the ways that God calls them to change. We're going to see all the, the challenges that they face in the process, and as a result, we're going to be learning how we can better navigate change in our own lives. And so I want to encourage you now, as we're setting out on this Exodus road trip together, I want to encourage you to take some time to think about and to pray about this question. What is God calling you to change right now? What is God calling you to change right now? It could be something in yourself. It could be some destructive behavior like drinking too much or looking at pornography or binge spending on stuff that you know you really don't need. Uh, it could be a destructive habit like, like gossiping or just being way too critical of yourself. It could be something in your relationship with God that needs to change. Something about your prayer life. Something about the way that you're participating or maybe not so much participating uh, in church or maybe the way that you serve others. Well, what is God calling you to change right now? It could be something in the world around you, some, some injustice that you feel God calling you to, to speak up and, and address. It could be something harmful that's going on in your workplace that needs to change. It could be some dysfunctional dynamic within your family that needs to change. I want to encourage you to think about that and, and pray about that. And whatever that thing is, whatever you feel God calling you to change, I want you to focus on that thing as we move through this sermon series. Because these next several weeks, as we're on this Exodus road trip together, it's going to be so much more meaningful for us if we are also on our own journey of change. It's going to make this series so much more helpful and practical and, and real in our lives. Uh, you know, change is hard. There, there's no way around it. But the truth is that we are never going to get to live the lives that God wants for us without some change. And that this world is never going to be the world that God intends for it to be without some change. And that can be hard for us to hear, but it's actually good news because God is committed to, to bringing about the kinds of change that we need. And God's purpose for you and God's purpose for me is so much more meaningful and it's so much more interesting than just helping us to, to maintain our status quo. God calls us to join in God's transformational work. And, and just like God promised Moses, God promises the very same thing to us. God says, I will be with you every step of the way. Let me pray for us. A oh, loving God, gracious God, a God of road trips, Lord, we confess that it is often a challenge when you call us to change. It is often a challenge when you call us to, to do something new, uh, to become something new. 
And yet, Lord, we know that as you call us to do those things that are hard, it's for our own good. It's for the good of, of, of our neighbors in this world. And so we pray that you would help us, God, to be a people who faithfully embrace change and, and who don't uh, avoid it. God, guard us for, from hiding out within our comfortable, safe status quo and, and missing out on the adventure and the kind of life that you are leading us into. Be with us during this sermon series, Lord. Help us to learn from the ancient Israelites and their experience of following you so that in learning how to better navigate change in our lives, we can be faithful followers of you in our lives. Lord, we thank you for the way that you call us and lead us and guide us, and we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. you, consider sharing it with a friend who might also enjoy it. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to the podcast here and give us a rating that helps us connect with more listeners. This free resource and all of Kindred's ministries are supported by the generosity of people like you. Your giving changes lives and it helps us to share and embody God's love. If you'd like to make a donation, you can do so on our website at www.kindrednc.church. Just select give. You can find lots of ways to connect with our community on our website as well as on our social media pages. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time.